It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir, it's Simon Marcel. Welcome to the rendezvous. If you wonder, the accent is French. I got a question for you. I, I, I was wondering with a friend of mine, what is the glue that holds love together? Really? And I would say consistency, in my opinion, is maybe one of the main glue that holds love together. Because it's one thing to be, you know, nice or loving or caring for a month or six months or a year. But true love requires consistency over and over. And if you don't have that, I don't think you have true love for your partner. So it's not just about the first month, not about the first year. Have consistency in your relationship over and over and over. And if you wonder how to do that or have any questions, 855-905-8255. Call me. What is your question for me? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Tamika. Bonjour, Samir. Bonjour. What is up with you tonight? Can you help me? I'm trying to get my husband to clean up after himself, maybe help out a little more around the house, like washing the dishes, mopping the floor. But I just have no luck helping him to see to do that. What, tell me what to do, please. Okay, Tamika. But let's uh, first, let me ask you this. How much does he do for the house? So is, does he do nothing at all, a little bit? What does he do for the house? He doesn't do anything. Anything? No. Wow. How long have you guys been married? Four years. <laughs> wow. You put up with a lot for four years. Yeah. So what's going on now that you've had enough? Why? What made you decide to, that things should change after four years of the same? The two children. It's a lot cleaning up after the children and him. Okay. That's a good re reason. Okay. So I have a solution for you. Next time, after a good meal, so he's not uh, uh, in a bad mood, You sit down and you say, listen, I want us to write each of us, and you have each a piece of paper and a pencil or a pen, what we all do for the house. So you say, okay, and we need to do a compromise because I feel, you know, we need to do more together. So let's write down, write down what you do for the house. I'll write down what I do for the house, okay? And, okay. you know, he might do nothing or he might write something. And then you say, what I would like us to do is each speak uh, things that we want to do. So you offer a compromise where, let's say, there's clean the floor. Let's say there's take the trash out. Let's say there's do the dishes. Let's say there is the washing the clothes, the folding the clothes, and so on. What you do uh, and what he does is you each pick 50-50 more or less what you're going to do for the house. Because okay. tell him compromise is the root of a good equilibrium in a relationship. Okay. You, you okay? You good with that? Yeah, that's good. That's why good. All right, then. So compromise it is. Tamika, good luck with that. And uh, have a good night. You too. That leads me to ask you this question. When do you think is the right time when you're about to move together to talk about who will do what around the house? So let's talk about the timing of that next on The Rendezvous. Question for you. Say you're about to move in together. Uh, when do you think it's appropriate to discuss who will do what for the house and who will you know, have this to do and who else will have this to do? When is the right time? So here's my answer to this. I think that just like we talk about who's going to pay what for the house, the same should happen then. The minute we decide we're actually going to take a lease together, rent a place together or buy a place together, They should come up with how we're going to finance it and also who's going to do what in the house. All 
happens in the same time frame. Now, who should do what in the house? That we're going to discuss next on The Rendezvous. So if you're about to move in together and now you've discussed, you know, what to do each in the house, you've got to discuss who should do what in the house, right? Because there's a list of things to do for every house, for all of us, and then who basically is going to do the cooking, who's going to do the shopping and all this. And here's my advice on this. If you don't like to cook and the other does, that's a great split. You do the grocery shopping and the cleaning, the other one does the cooking and also clean the dishes, takes everything care of the kitchen. Or maybe one of you is a great gardener and do everything outside the house, including taking the trashes out. No matter what happens, you both kind of kind of enjoy a little bit what you're going to do because that is going to be done for years and years. So compromise and do what you like to do best naturally. And that should work for you. I know it works for friends of mine, so it should work for you too. Any other questions about this or something else? Time is now, 855-905-8255. You have a question for me about your relationship? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Ruby. Bonjour, Simon. How can I help you tonight? Um, my boyfriend and I have been together um, a little while now, but it's, it's not long at all. But we've both dated around and... <laughs> We know what's special and what's not, and um, this is extremely special. Mm-hmm. And he's brought up um, kind of subtly the idea of proposing, and I'm not against it. Um, but I guess my question is, what's too soon, or what's what's crazy too soon, you know, um, to, mm-hmm. to get engaged to someone? Okay. How long have you been together total so far? Um, about a month. Oh, okay. About a month. And uh, mm-hmm. you said um, that it was very, very special. So I would like you to describe in your own words what makes him and this one month so special for you guys to decide maybe it's time to get engaged. Gosh, a lot of things. Um, neither one of us is that young. You know, we're both in our 30s. And when we met, it was this giddy, exciting I found everything on my list kind of scenario and we both just opened up to each other immediately and mm-hmm. we both just feel like we've found that person that we've been looking for for our whole lives. Okay. But why the rush? Why, why, I mean, and I'm not against it or for it, I just want to know what's the rush? Yeah, um, I, I don't think there's really a rush. Um it's just this feeling of rightness that we've gotten that, um, you know, neither one of us is scared by this idea. And just things feel very, very right here. Okay. Here's my advice. This is the high, all right? So you're both on a high. Everything is perfect. But you've got to experience the laws when it goes down and the lows are, you know, coming. It's not going to stay perfect forever. So my advice is not rush any legal process right now. Get to know each other. Enjoy where you are. Remember that also infatuation lasts only 18 months, and only then you know if the chemistry fades away or not. So why not continue the relationship, grow it, even if you want move in together. But I would not rush at all any engagement before at least this 18-month period where the chemical infatuation usually fades away. Good advice. 
that's just that's, you know. It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So let's let's just take your time, and and I'm sure you you will figure out the right time. Just take that time and enjoy. Okay. Okay. Hey, thank you. No, you're welcome. Thank you for calling, and have a good night. Good night, Simon. Let's talk about what are the signs that you actually have entered the infatuation zone. My answer on those signs are coming up next. Have you ever met somebody and felt you were crazy in love with that person? And maybe did not realize that you entered the infatuation zone. So what are the signs that you've entered that? First of all, you put your new partner on a pedestal, right? So everything she or he does is perfect. Everything comes down to that work. It's perfect. You know, it's like you love everything the person does, says, you know, anything, you love it. And also, you feel like you've put on rose-colored glasses. You know that expression, rose-colored glasses? Everything is more beautiful in pink. Everything is more romantic, I would say, in pink. So it's like this high. And you think you fell in love while you may be just infatuated for the beginning. And I tell you that because I've made that mistake more than once. And I've always said, don't do like me, do better than me. So let me share a story where I enter that infatuation zone big time and crashed. That's coming up next. So you know when I said don't do like me, do better than me? Here's another story where I, you know, made a big mistake. Anyway, so years, years ago, I met a lovely girl. I was in my 20s. And I I thought, you know, everything was perfect. Like I said, I entered the infatuation zone. I put my rose-colored glasses on. Everything about this girl was perfect. I told everybody, this is it, this, that. And I discarded everything, every red flags. Everything went too fast. And you know what I found out? There was Gun N' Roses, true story, that came to town. You know, the rock group Gun N' Roses. And that very girl, which I already said je t'aime and all that after just three weeks, who told me, je t'aime aussi, I love you too. Well, she disappeared at the arena and went to spend time with the drummer. And she didn't spend time drumming, if you get my drift. And that, that is still a sore memory of what I thought was falling in love. It was not. I just got infatuated with somebody who... Rather be spending time with a drummer from Gun N' Roses than myself. What can I say? So trust me, get to know your new partner. Your calls are next on The Rendezvous. If you want to share a romantic story with me, please call 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Irene. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? Good. I want to know all about this romantic date you went to. So the most romantic date, I've been to a lot of dates in my life, and usually it's like very, um, you know, fancy and the dinners and surprises, but I think the most romantic date that I've ever had was when I met my current boyfriend, I looked very simple. I was like on my way to like grocery shop, Mm -hmm. and I ran into him, and he's been trying to ask me out for like three months, and I was so tired of him asking me, so I said yes. Mm-hmm. And it looked like super simple without makeup. Like I was wearing my workout outfit and he like took me to this amazing place. And instead the hour turned into like a night and a half of just like laughing and, you know, and walking around and it was so romantic. And I think that was the most romantic day that I've ever been on. What was your favorite moment of that magic night together? Uh, I think the connection when he took me to um, he actually when we actually got to the place he surprised me 
um, and the, the restaurant, but it was the connection that I had with him. Like nothing else mattered. Like before, I would put effort, you know, like I would dress up and, you know, you put an effort when you go out, you plan it and everything. And this was so effortless. It just happened. I love that. I love that. Erin, thank you so much for sharing that beautiful romantic date, inspiring for all of us. So thank you for sharing and, and have a good oh. night. Thank you. Thank you. Changing gears. I'm going to go to my email because I got an interesting question to answer. When you're in a relationship, can you stay friends with people you had crushes on? We'll talk about that next. If you're listening to The Rendezvous, you have a question for me, but you can't dial in. Please send me a question by email, simply at therendezvousshow.com. Miranda, what is going on with Ali and his wife? Ali says, bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Ali. My wife and I both have former crushes who are now friends that we text with regularly. It's nothing romantic, but I'm wondering if you think this is inappropriate or could lead to trouble down the road. Should we both just end these relationships? Uh, that's a good question. If you are married, can you stay in touch with people you had crushes on that are just friends now? Let me answer that next. Say you are married and you kept in contact with people you had crushes on, but now they're just friends, like in the case of Ali and his wife who sent me that email. Um, you're wondering, even though there's nothing romantic, is it okay to do this? Stay friends with people you had crushes on or not when you're married? And text regularly. Here's my advice, Ali, to use in moderation. So if you're now friends with people you had crushed on, I'm not worried about it. But if you text them regularly, I'm worried about it. What are you texting those other people regularly? You're not texting your partner. So I'm not going to tell you you should get rid of all the people you've had crushes on or if they're good friends. I'm just saying ask yourself how much you should really share with people you were at one point attracted to. And there's a big difference also with people that you've never had anything romantic with that are friends and exes. That's a different thing. So I don't take it so threatening. I just think that if you send me this email, you worry about it. Just use your intuition. Do it in moderation. Okay? I think that's the right balance. You calls and your questions are next on The Rendezvous. If you have a question about your relationship, call me. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Ariana. Bonjour, Simon. How can I help you this evening? So I have a question that's been bothering me. Um, when it comes to the, you know, the ooh-la-la, uh, my partner and I seem to be on opposite schedules. And I don't know what I should do so that we both want to um, ooh-la-la at the same time. I see. What do you mean you're not on the same schedule? So are you a morning person? Is a night person? Is that an afternoon and morning? What's what's the deal? Well, um, yeah, I'm more like uh, I prefer it in the early morning or late at night, uh, whereas he just wants it a very specific time, and I'm usually tired. Mm-hmm. So how long have you guys been together? Uh, three years. Three years. At the beginning of the relationship, was the timing right on and it faded away or stopped working or it's always been a problem? Well, at the beginning of the relationship for the first six months, it was like all the time. And then it just <laughs> yes. uh, got really busy for both of us. And then it just was maybe like once a month. And now what is it now? Once a month? Once three months? Six months? How often? Uh... It's still about once a month. 
Mm-hmm. That's not a lot. And the reason of this is because you think it's just the timing or because the ulala, the actual ulala, is not as fun and exciting as it was at the beginning. I mean, I didn't think of it that way, but it could be because if I'm just tired, I don't feel like, is it worth it for me to get all hyped up? Like, I don't really know. I'm That's tired. it. That's it, Ayana. You said the truth. You don't really look forward to it because... It's not that exciting and fun anymore, right? Right, yeah, it's true. Okay, so uh, maybe you guys could spice it up. Maybe you take the initiative. Maybe you try something different. Routine, and I want to say that very seriously. Monotony and routine are the worst enemy of ulala. If we mm-hmm. do the same ulala, same place, same time, like clockwork, There's no way we can keep Mm -hmm. any form of interest for it. Men and women, it's unbearable. So, Mm -hmm. whether it's your time or his time, break all the timing and go wild whenever you feel like it. Yes. Okay. Okay? Yes, thank you. you. You're most welcome. Good luck to you and have a good night. Good night. I saved the best question for the last part of the show. Here's a question for you. Have you ever had a friend with benefits? Let's talk about that next on The Rendezvous. So I need you to answer very honestly to me. Have you ever, and I mean ever, had a friend with benefits? And if you don't know what that is, it's a friend that also you, ooh-la-la, with. It's not romance. It's not a relationship. It's not exclusive. It's just Netflix and chill, meet and greet and stuff like that, if you get my drift. So I posted that question on my social media, and here's the answers that you gave. 67% of you said, yep, I had had a friend with benefits. And 33% said, no, that's not for me. I must say I've had a friend with benefits or two in my long life. So that's the truth. Thank you so much for uh, listening tonight. If you want to vote on more questions, please do so. Just go to therendezvousshow.com or my social media are there. Merci et bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.